everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt and I'm your host. On today's episode, we're talking about what I learned from a three-year-old. So three-year-olds are very special people, okay? They live in a world unlike anybody else. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about three-year-olds, how they view the world, and how that relates to us, especially when we're trying to do something new. We're trying to express ourselves in a new way. Uh, We're trying to live life big, okay? Uh, You don't have to take notes for this one, but you might want to. Um, it, this one's a really good one. Okay. I think it it will really touch you as far as your own identity and purpose. So enjoy. All right. So what have I learned from a three-year-old? Well, first of all, let me tell you this, that I have observed hundreds of three-year-olds. I used to be a preschool teacher of three-year-olds. I've had three-year-olds myself and in many capacities I've been observing three-year-olds. So they're a rare breed, okay? If you've been a parent, you know that. Um, And when I think about three-year-olds, I... I I don't know. There's this connection with some of my coaching clients. They're struggling with their identity, um, their purpose and really, um, make doing transitions. Right. So the other day I was walking and I was talking and instantly I got this idea about, uh, making that that connection with three-year-olds. So let me just set the stage a bit. Okay. So let's say you're a seven-year-old you you're in first grade or second grade, um, and you're, you're learning things, but all of a sudden you're put into a reading group, right? you remember those reading groups, you know, maybe you're uh, a Robin (laughs) or, you know, you're in a lower group, right? Um, you're, you're also given grades, A, B, C, D, and F, right? I don't know why we skipped the E, but anyway, um, and then, maybe you're in different competitions and you realize that there's a first, second and a third prize, or you go to gym class and you know, you're, you're learning team sports. So there's a a coach or a captain that picks people, right? Um, there's spelling bees. There's all of these kinds of competitions, right? And what do we learn by that? Well, ultimately we learn how to compare ourselves, right? That there's always going to be somebody greater than and less than us. So unless, you know, you're really good at, you know, all of these things, which some people are, and they're like, yeah, I I didn't compare myself. I just knew I was better than everybody, right? What do you really learn though? So I think about this and I'm just going to share a few things that literally have popped up as I've been working with coaching clients. Don't make a fool of yourself, right? Um, don't be yourself or you're going to be bullied. Um, you have to figure out how to kind of lessen your personal joy. Um, don't call attention to yourself. And sometimes you learn how to hide in the areas that you're good at because those might not be the areas that other people appreciate or enjoy, 
Anybody else ever felt that way? I'll give you a great example. When Ellie, my youngest, was about five years old, uh, she loved drawing and painting. However, her sister, Hannah, was two years older than her. And Hannah has this natural artistic ability. She always has. I remember her doing artwork at two and three years old, and I was just blown away. I was like, yeah, I got nothing else to show you about art. <laughs> we got to get you a tutor. Uh, and for Ellie, it didn't necessarily come as easy, but she loved it. And she was always comparing her art to Hannah's art. And I was struggling to help her understand that it's not about comparison. It's about you being you. And then I found this book and I'm, I am blanking on the author now, but the title is called Ish, I-S-H, Ish. And the essence of the book is uh, um, uh, the, the kid in the story goes through this transformation and realizes I don't have to draw a house like it's supposed to look. I can draw a house-ish. I can draw a flower-ish. And that book helped Ellie really break out of this notion of it has to be a certain way. And so she would say, look, I drew, you know, in, in Ellie-ish style, it gave her a little permission to do something different. All right. So you, she say, Michelle, what in the world does this have to do with a three-year-old? Well, let me tell you a few things about these very special creatures. Okay. They don't conform to anyone. Okay. They do their own thing. I remember I was teaching one day and, uh, this little three-year-old came in and he, it was after Halloween. So this is a great example for right now. Uh, he came in and he had, um, a Superman costume on with a cape. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And then the next day he came on with the same costume and cape. And he did this for about eight days. And I saluted the mom. I was like, good for you. Because I could tell just when they came in and I'd, I'd say something about the costume, mom might not have been the happiest about it, but she, she encouraged him to do that. Now, after that, I never saw it again. It was this little phase he needed to go through right? So they know what they like and what they don't like. And sometimes you cannot persuade them. And three-year-olds, they don't know how to compare. Actually, uh, three-year-olds haven't figured out that people are different yet. Um, that's something that they, they actually progress into more towards the age of four. Everything to them is we're the same. So if I have glasses and you have glasses, we're twins. If I'm wearing a blue shirt and you're wearing a blue shirt, we're twins. We're all the same. And they don't ever make themselves smaller. The complete opposite. They're loud. They're proud. They're not afraid to express themselves and speak their mind. Okay. We all have great potential. So what happens to us after preschool? Well, several things, actually. There's the education system. The education system is not really set up for you to know who you are and, you know, help you figure out your life purpose and, you know, help you transition from this to that. It, that's not the purpose of the education system. The education system has a set curriculum and they want you to learn X, Y, and Z. They don't care if that 
you know, affects your identity or doesn't fit into your purpose. Okay. That's not what they're there for. Uh, our, your culture, you know, your family culture, your, your community culture affects how you see yourself. It also affects your worldview. Um, a great example. Uh, the, the typical definition of humility in a religious format, um, basically is make yourself less than and follow whatever the religion tells you to do. Okay. Now contrast that with my definition that I've developed over time. So my definition of humility is know who you are, know who you're not, and know where all of that came from. And our job is to go out and express ourselves, fully express ourselves, who we are, our, our natural talents and abilities, our skills in humility. Here's a great question. Why do people who can't sing go on American Idol? Have you ever thought about that? They know they can't sing. Why do they go on American Idol? Some of them, I think their moms have done them a disservice and told them how wonderful they are. And, and they just go on the show and they believe that they're wonderful. Um, but I think a lot of people, they just want to be famous. They want to be special or unique, right? And, and they haven't really found their true expression yet. So they think that's what I should do. Now, we don't want to play small, right? We want to live a big life. Uh, but I think some of these people are just a little misguided. Okay. How does that apply to you and me? Couple questions. If you could do anything in this world and you had no barriers, so, you know, money wasn't an issue, time wasn't an issue, whether you have kids or not isn't an issue. If you could do anything in the world, what would you do? And why aren't you doing that now? What are you waiting for? Now, some of us are waiting for the world to give us permission, right? Guess what? It won't. Some of us are waiting for our ego or our fear to somehow come into the picture and give us permission. Guess what? It won't. Some of us are waiting for, you know, God or whatever your, your version of your higher power is to give us permission. Guess what? That entity already has given you permission. If you have that dream inside of you, guess what? You have permission to do that. So we all have within us a deep psychological and emotional pull towards something, right? It might be buried after long-term unuse. Uh, maybe you tried to show it to the world at one time and you were made fun of. You, you might, um, honestly, you might not think it's even important. Guys, listen, I had a, a friend of mine who, um, <clears throat> He's building an online business, teaching people how to build chicken coops. Okay. 
And, and he stepped it up and now he's, you know, selling the materials to people and he's got books that he's written. I mean, everything about his life is about chickens and chicken coops. Now that, that isn't the quote unquote normal, right? But it's his passion and he's helping other people who have that passion and he's making a very good living doing it. So don't discount any idea that you think might be crazy. Okay. Now, Ellie, you know, six years later, she's 11. She's been, she started off doing her art in ish fashion. And now she is amazing in her art. Some of the things that she's coming up with, the concepts and ideas are really, really neat. Uh, and, you know, Hannah can just sit down and draw whatever she wants, right? But Ellie's really got to work at it and she's got to try hard and, and it's her passion. And she has, in my opinion, as, as much, if not more artistic ability at this point than, than Hannah does. I love that. And she's using it to bless other people. So what would happen in your life if you gave yourself permission to do that thing? to develop that talent, to use that expression to bless others. You are powerful. You are brilliant. You are a gift to the world. Playing small helps no one. Be more like a three-year-old, okay? Go out, be loud and proud, do what you want, speak up for, for you. Wear that cape, make a mess, and enjoy every single moment. All right, with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right, bye-bye.